Hey, what's up, guys? Corey here with another episode of E4 Explosive Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything. Today, we got Jonah Gomez, my man from Austin, Texas. ATX. What's up, man? ATX? Austin, Texas. Oh, I thought you were about to say ATL. Like, what? Nah, Why are you nah, lying nah, to the nah, people? No, nah, we're the real A-Town. Uh, what? Yeah. All right. Man. Probably been around long. No, has Austin been around longer than that? I don't know. I don't know, but numbers don't lie. That's not <laughs> lie. We're the best. Look, look at the best cities to live in. Nah, you're right. Austin is booming. Yeah. Oh, it's great. How I long have you my, been out there? My whole life. Uh, I moved out to D.C. in 2010 and just moved back to expand the business yeah. in uh, 2017. And I love home. I love it. I love everything about Austin. Wait, so you lit, You were born and raised in Austin? I was born in New York City. Okay. And uh, moved to Austin, Texas like when I was an like, infant. Yeah. But spent my whole life pretty much out there until I was 25. And that's when I moved to D.C. Yep. And then I came back and I left D.C. in 2018. And I don't think I'll come back. <laughs> it's too cold, man. Austin is tight. Oh, what? Everything. The people, like the food, the uh, the lake. I mean, if you love water, I mean, it has everything. The only thing we don't have is a beach. But other than that, it's... Well, it's almost like Chicago. Chicago's having like a real... Beach, but when you go there, you, you think it's the. I thought we thought it was the ocean when we went. There. Oh yeah, what is it called? Lake Erie. Lakes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. Like, oh my god, it was so big. We're like, yo, this is an ocean. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but no, I mean, everybody during the summer, it's hot. Yeah. But you get on your jet skis, you get on your boat, and you go out there and you just have a good time. So. Well, your your story's crazy because I know you were in, you were working at Blue Duck. Were you um, uh, valet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the Park yeah. Hyatt. You were valet at Park Hyatt Blue Duck in D.C. and you were in school, in business school, right? Yep. And Squeaky um, uh, Clean. Squeaky Clean is basically your was your thesis, right? Or no? Yeah. So uh, I was studying hospitality, and I went to uh, to Nova. That's why I moved out to DC originally. And in my marketing class, I was told to create a project, and uh, that's where I started the original concept of Squeaky Clean. And after I was done with that project, the uh, professor gave gave me like a standing ovation. She was like, you need to do it. And uh, at that moment in time, I uh, decided to pursue that. And I got a job at the Park Hyatt to kind of hold me over because, you know, business wasn't coming in 100%. And after about a year about being in the Park Hyatt, I gave myself a deadline. I quit and never looked back. And I dropped out of school as well. Yeah, I know. I was like, I remember that shit. you, You were like, you were like. All right, I'm done. Park yeah. is done. Like a year. I gave myself an the... exact year. I mean, the thing is, like, we always, a lot of people there really made me realize that you either deal with it, you know, deal with being unhappy at your job, deal with being, like, like satisfied or being complacent with what you have. But in reality, like, one thing that I've learned through this whole experience is that you make life what you want it to be. You create your story. And if you want to be a boring story and, you know, do the same thing and be like a robot... Well, I could have stayed there at the Park Hyatt. And uh, one thing is that if I ever fail, I can guarantee you I can go back and get that same job that I did uh, when, I, when I quit. So I'm not looking back now. Like, I, like I've told you, man, like I have like over 150 employees throughout all my different ventures. Yeah. And I mean, it's, 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 it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I love it. I yeah. love being an entrepreneur, man. Blessed. Yeah. And that's why I'm out here right now starting a new shop. Oh, for real? Yeah. So we're opening up a new shop in Rockville. We're expanding our mobile services. And uh, we'll be doing ceramic coatings, glass transparency, paint, uh, window uh, tinting, paint film protection, wrapping. We'll do it all. That's crazy. Yeah. So in Austin, so what what do you do? Because you, you can do your shit remotely. Yeah. So like, what do you do in Austin that's not, do you have a detailing company out there too? Or do you yeah. just? 
So I, I started in 2017. I opened up, I expanded the services out to Austin, Austin's home, like I said, and I had started the business in DC. And um, I have a luxury auto detailing spa, which is SC Auto Spa, as well as our mobile unit, which is Squeaky Clean Mobile Auto Detailing. So what I did was I created two different brands. I have a mobile unit, which is a Squeaky Clean, and then I have a luxury spa, which is the uh, SC Auto Detailing Spa. And that's what we're expanding out here. And I've been doing that for about a year, and now we're expanding to doing like you know PJ. So we're doing private jets, boats, um, oh, shit. you know, two hundred thousand dollar cars, three hundred thousand dollar cars, and it's word of mouth, no marketing. For real, you're yeah. not doing any marketing. No marketing, zero. I've never done marketing. What? Never. Zero. Just word of mouth. From word the of mouth, quality, making sure I do good customer service, making sure I'm on time. I created a solid online platform that people think I spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on doing which is the website that I built myself. And uh, yeah, man, I, I believe that if you have a firm product, a solid product, uh, you, you, I mean, I feel like you can do, just do it with, I mean, it, it may take a little bit longer, but being a small business owner, I didn't have the capital to spend money on different advertising, like, you know, firms or doing that. So I had to kind of make my money stretch as long as I could, invest the money back in my employees, myself, the business, and it's kind of paid off. I'm looking at doing different avenues of, of marketing now that things are a little bit more stable. But when I first started, not a zero. Damn, dog. Zip. That's crazy. All right. So if you're speaking to, if someone, if I came up to you and I was like, hey, man, what would be the three things, you know, what, what's three things that you would tell me as an entrepreneur coming in? I mean, you've done no marketing. You did everything by yourself, basically, until you, you know, started yeah. hiring your team and shit. But what would you tell me, you know, or what would you tell your, you know, to their 27 year old self. Well, it's, it's kind of like the podcast that, you know, I started the vision, hustle, yep. grow those three things. If you don't have a, if you have a vision and you hustle, you'll always grow. And I can't, I mean, those are the three things right there. Uh, vision for me is like one of the biggest elements of being successful. True. Uh, because think about walking around blindfold, you're not really going to get far. You know, you got to know where you're going. It's just like what I call it, like the energy PS. So whenever you go and you don't know where you're going, like today, when I came over here, I didn't know where I was going, but my starting location, I put my end location. And for me, that's what life is. You got to know where you're going. And along the way, you're going to hit detours, traffic, road bumps along the way. But as long as you know where you want to get to and where you're going, nothing's going to stop you. So that's like the vision aspect. <clears throat> the hustle aspect is what a lot of people, and that's what we were talking yeah. about. Oh, yeah. Is that people aren't willing to put in oh, 50, yeah, yeah, yeah. 60 hours yeah, a day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, so yeah. that's what that's what it was. And for me, the hustle part, it's a good hustle. It's not like the pushing hustle. It's, it's a good hustle. Um, is waking up, getting straight to the laptop, falling asleep on a laptop, making business moves, trying to get the business growing. Because at the end of the day, if you're starting your business like what you just said, nobody's gonna do the work but you. And if you just sit there and procrastinate and you know keep all your ideas on your in your head and you know you don't write it down you don't check it off then you really don't know what you're what you're trying to accomplish so for me you know hustling is a good way and then growing um but another thing aside from the three is knowing the power of failing and i failed plenty of times in this business but as long as you learn from your mistakes and you correct those mistakes you're always going to grow yeah. you know because if you're not learning you're not growing and i think a lot of people are afraid of failing and I think that's why a lot of people don't start their business because they're looking for this perfection and we live in this imperfect world you know there's no such thing as perfection yeah and so yeah that's that's one of the things I tell every entrepreneur anybody who wants to start 
So you're trying to get everything like perfect. Perfect. Yeah. You're going to, your failure is your friend. You have to fail, you know, because like you said, you're not going to know what to do differently yeah. or to do wrong. And, and the hustle part is big because I feel like I, I've had this a hundred times where like I've sent people on video shoots or I've brought somebody with me and I've let them have responsibility. And like no one is ever, ever going to do it like or care for it as much as oh, yeah. you do. Oh, yeah. So like, how important is it to kind of like make your culture like, you know, go down the ranks and make sure everybody has bought in? Yeah, well, it, it's important though, and that's and that's one of the things that I do, and I feel like why we've been successful is that because if you don't understand the vision of where I'm trying to get to, then you can't be a part of the team. Yeah. So I'm opening up a shop here with one of the guys who's been with me for four years. Now he's getting a piece of ownership of that shop. So if it wasn't for him or the guys that are here, I wouldn't be where I'm at. So for me, it's like important to kind of like reiterate and talk about where we want to be in two or three years, because if these guys are really wanting to grow with me, well, then it takes a team effort. Yeah. You know, and they have to know where we're going. It's like any sports team, you know, any sports team that everybody wants to win a championship at the, you know, at the beginning of the season. Sure. But it has to be a teamwork. It has to be camaraderie. You know, the Spurs killed it for so many years. They may not have had the best players, but why? But they had team chemistry. Yeah, they had yeah. a coach who, you know, implemented this teamwork. This, you know, it, it may not have been the nicest basketball, you know, but at the end it of the worked. day, they were winning championships. And that's what every great business leader has to be. They have to be a coach and they have to be able to, like, you know, lead their team. You know, they can't just sit there in an office and expect, hey, you know, delegate. Like, oh, you do this, you do this. No, no, no. I like to lead by example. You know, I still go out there, get dirty with detailing cars. I'm still, you know, talking to clients. I'm still engaging in day-to-day uh, business activities. I, I don't think of myself as too good to be able to do any of that stuff because the moment you do that, then you lose control, I feel like. No, you're 100% right. I don't know how many times, like, if I'm directing something, it's the same thing in, in, in film and video. When you're on set, like... I would never tell an actor or have someone else on crew do something that I a have never yeah. done myself or wouldn't get in there and do right yeah, now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you like you said, you gotta lead by example. In, in the beginning, you you said um, you know Jonah, right? And yeah. I don't like I know you as Jonathan Gomez, yeah, or John. Like I don't know you as Jonah. So can yeah. you please explain to me why why <laughs> you call yourself Jonah? So it was kind of like a whole rebranding. It was it's part of like my whole rebrand. Um, my, my parents and, like, fa- family and, like, some of my close friends, like they've, they've called me Jonah since I was younger. And I've actually come into to, uh, some issues with the whole Jonathan Gomez okay. being a common name, legality. I got pulled over one time and almost arrested because my name. I had to clear it out through my social security number. And oh. it, was, it, was a, it was an entire process. So after that, um, it was Did just easy. No, no, I didn't go to jail. I was able to, like, you know, prove that I wasn't that Jonathan Gomez. But it's not the first or second. It's probably, like, the third or fourth time in high school, too, man. Like, I've had, like, situations. Yeah, yeah. So um, the whole Jonah thing is, like, a whole rebranding of who um, I kind of want to be in the sense of, like, I feel like it's a fresh start. Okay. Uh, when I came out to D.C., I was in a dark place. I think I've told you this yeah. already. I didn't know where I wanted to, to do. I, I was lacking vision. I was hanging out with the wrong crowd. So now this is like me, like I'm back home in Austin. I don't hang out with the same people. I really, you know, focus on my business, focus on what I need to do, focus on my vision, my wife, you know, my beautiful 10-month-old daughter. And uh, Jonah was just something like different, something new. And now like when I was on set last week for the Honda commercial, uh, people would be like, Jonah. And like I knew like 
it was like, all right, that's me. That's Whereas awesome. Jonathan, really? it was like, yeah, yo, yeah, actually one, yo, what's up? Yeah. yeah, one of the talents, they, it was Jonathan. So whenever they called him, I'm still getting used to it. And I'm like, yo, they're like, no, no, the talent. I'm like, aren't you Jonah? <laughs> like, yo, yeah, that's me. <laughs> so, um, so it takes a little while for to get used to, but um, it's just part of the whole rebranding. I mean, businesses go through rebranding and I wanted to do like a personal rebranding myself. I love that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people, I mean, Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, he changed his name. I forgot what his name was before Muhammad uh, Ali. Uh, Clash, um, uh, Clashes Clay. Uh, yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So it's kind of like my whole rebranding. And he hated that name too. He was like, "Yo, don't ever call me that." Clashes Clay. Yeah. Oh, you see, there you go. Yeah. So and the, and the John, it was just too common. And like the thing is, like I don't want to be common. I want to be different. I want to be unique. And when people hear Jonah, like you know, or or Jonathan, you know how many? You probably have like four or five Jonathans in your. In your contacts. Oh my god! See now you can change it now. Yeah, Jonah, I'm, Jonah, I'm changing to Jonah now. I'm, well, I got you in there. I think it's something else, like something funny. Fabi Chulo. Yeah, something yeah, okay. funny, something crazy. So like, I'm probably gonna leave it, but nah, yeah, you know. But I actually have like a bunch of numbers for you. Actually, I got Jonathan Gomez one, Jonathan Gomez new new, Jonathan Gomez new joint. Like, <laughs> Yo, I gotta keep it fresh. I know. Gotta keep it fresh. Always keep me on my toes. Oh man, yeah. So that that was really it, man. Like I, I think that we should always kind of like self-reflect on ourselves because like I tell people like examples like of businesses, you know, and, I, and I'm going back to like business analogy, sure. but if you don't like stay up with like times like Blockbuster, like with the whole, you know, going out of business and Netflix, you're going to close. And so like for me, like that was kind of like my whole, like my whole being reborn again and creating like this whole different mentality, this whole different mindset, stuff that I, I really lacked before with Jonathan Gomez. And now like the whole Jonah is like, fresh and i'm even thinking about changing it legally i was gonna say did you, uh, that's my next question was did you do it on your dl and you're like i haven't oh, done it because the thing is like it's just been difficult with like getting married and all that stuff uh, at the same time and then like the paperwork for for luna and uh, yeah. the birth certificate so i haven't done it because of that but now any whenever i answer the phone it's jonah 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 and then some people are like well was jonathan there i'm like oh yeah this is you. <laughs> same dude. some old clients <laughs> Um, but yeah, quit? man, yeah. It, it, it's a process, man. It's a process, and I feel like we just need to always be improving. I love that. Does Does Matilda call you? Jonah? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah Jonah she jumped on board. So. Yeah, she she's been calling me Jonah for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah, right. for for a while. Because my mom, when she introduced my mom, my mom's like, "No, he's Jonah, not Jonathan." Interesting. Yeah, my mom hated Jonathan. What? So I think what happened was my name's my my dad's name is Tancredo, so it's Tan. Amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad we got the camera. You need help? I got it. Got it. Um, so I think what happened was they put Jonah, and then my la my dad's first three letters are ten. So I think they put Jonah Don. You know. <laughs> that's that's my like that's broken down way. Yeah, that's yeah. my reasoning. Oh, um, so let's let's segue into uh, your wife Matilda and and your daughter and everything. So how so. You got all these businesses, you know, you got a hundred plus employees, you're killing it, you're doing all this stuff, and then you got to get married. You had a baby, like you just had a baby last year. So yeah. like, how's that been? Like, how's that, has that detoured you or made you even like hustle, grow and, and, and have a different vision now? Um, I think my vision has always been family oriented. You know, once I met Matilda, like I knew like she was like the one we've been together for now six and a half years, yeah. like going on seven years. And my thing is, like, I do everything for my family. Uh, I've always, like, my dad was, like, like really present in my life. And I always wanted to, to prove that to my family. And, you know, Matilda, you know, she didn't have her father present. Yep. So, for me, it's like, 
I, I want her to live that childhood memory through our daughter. So for me, it made me hustle even more. Yeah. Um, and it's difficult, though, because last week I, only, I saw my daughter once because I was on set for 18 hours a day, 15 hours a day. You know, I leave at 4.30 in the morning. I wasn't getting home till 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So, Rough, uh, oh, it's not easy. That's set life, dude. I give y'all <laughs> I know, credit, dog. dude. I give y'all credit. For like, most people get paid next to nothing to do that shit just to get... Dude, no what? Yeah, man. They were telling me. Yeah. I was like, y'all are nuts. But, I, I mean, know. if you do what you love, like, hey, like 18 hours is nothing. But um, it was it was a little getting used to at yeah. first, having her and uh, not doing it. But that's why I take vacations. Like, that's my family time. Like when I, I grind all year, I'll take two or three weeks off, you know, here and there. And I'll dedicate that to my daughter and my wife. And now I'm doing this new thing where Sundays is like family day. So Sundays is dedicated to the family, no work. You know, if I have to send a couple emails, I'll do that either in the early mornings or in the evening. When they're asleep. Yeah, 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 exactly. When they're asleep. But when she's awake, it's like, uh, yeah, like that's, all, that's, all, that's all I want to do. So it, it, it definitely took some adjusting but at the end of the day, it's all worth it. I do it for them. And if anything, it taught me to work harder, man. As I say, hey, you I see, every harder. time you see her, you're, you're probably like, let's oh, yeah. go. You know? Yeah, and, and like that's my why. Yeah. You know, that's my why. And uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. Like, I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Life definitely has changed. Yeah. Um, you know, we can't just leave her at home like we can mellow. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I have mellow. two kids. Yeah. I have yeah. Mello. Uh, Mello. I have a little fluffy 16 pound Rottweiler Bashan. Like. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Mello is like, Mello is the reason why I was able to be successful, I think, because when I first got him, that's when I first started Squeaky Clean. Yeah. And I used to have to walk him early in the mornings. And I wasn't a morning person. No, I'm not yeah. going to lie. He made you get up. Yeah, he made me get up. And ever since that, man, like, honestly, like, Mello, like, that's why I would not get rid of him. Like, he's an OG. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's my dog. Was. That's my dog. Yeah. So I, I, I try. I, I've, uh, I love that. I love that dog. But I've honestly kind of forgotten about him a little bit. Really? Yeah, bro. The baby, Luna. Yeah, yeah Luna just runs <laughs> the shit. Luna, man. I'm like, yo, did you feed him? And so yeah. I was like, no. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> It's like eight days later. <laughs> Mellow's like yeah, two man, it's yeah. So Terrible. he's he's out with the, with the grandparents now, but yeah. yeah, man, it's not bad. Parenting, you you uh, gotta have a lot of patience. Yeah, a lot of patience. Well, you've always, I've, you've always been like, even when you had, you know, you and Matilda were just dating and this that. You always had like a family first mentality. Even like, uh, yeah, yeah. it was crazy. Like just came off of you like it was wild i was like yeah i always looked up to you you know as like a whether you're doing squeak clean or whatever just hustling i always was like yeah jonathan is like no man i appreciate it it's just that we we have to do like we got to do it for ourselves and we got to do it for our families because at the end of the day like those are the people who are you know working at the hyatt i miss like my first christmas with my family yeah and that was difficult so like now it's like i rather like grind all the time but i won't miss another christmas with my daughter yeah like i won't miss like another like new year's or thanksgiving or her birthday or anything like that but aside from that like i'm just i'm just grinding we have like a, an awesome nanny now oh yeah is she at home or like? yeah she's at home like she's not she's not doing we're doing the whole uh homeschooling thing oh for real yeah oh shit. that's a whole nother topic for real yeah Damn, to be continued, yo. Yeah. I mean, real quick, I mean, we all saw what happened with the university scandal. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm saying. We all we saw we all saw what happened. So it's like, and there, there's some big lawsuits that are going on now. Uh, yeah. Because like these kids, some of these kids that like actually got the grades to be accepted to the university. I know. It's it's no. Yeah. And school, I feel like, you know, real quick, I'm not I'm not gonna get off topic, plug it, plug but it. I it, think it's I feel ahead. like it teaches you to be an employee. It kills your creativity. 
It doesn't teach you about finance. It doesn't teach you about your credit. It doesn't teach you how to be a good person. It doesn't teach you how to make the world a better place. You know, and in life, there's no right way or wrong way to live. What makes you happy may not make me happy. What make me, makes me happy may not make you happy. And when you go to school, there's a right or wrong answer. Yeah, you're right. No, it's it's school. I tell if film students all the time, I ask me, like, yeah, shank it. I'm like, yo, don't go to school. Yeah. I learned more on YouTube and doing than I did a hundred times over. Yeah. I mean, I like to clarify things. I did drop out of school, but I do have a PhD from Google University. Yeah. Ivy League. You know? no. and, and I had zero debt. Zero yeah. debt. <laughs> I got debt. So I went yeah. to school and I was like, damn dog. But, but not. Uh-oh. So did you, um, with school though, is you, they don't teach even in marketing and business school. They're so far behind, man. Like, we had a client that his daughter was in school at ECU, which is a good school. East Carolina? Yeah. Okay. Big okay. school. Um, they were seven years behind in their textbooks. She was going to school with stuff we were teaching her dad, and the professor was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, damn, dog. Like, we don't even know about and, this. And, and charging her. And charging, yeah. And you're, pay, you're paying them. Yeah, yeah. To learn shit. Yeah. It's crazy, man. And, and the thing is, like, I don't bash anybody that goes oh, to yeah. school or anything like that. Like, that's that's you. But at the end of the day, like, I feel like we live in a society, like, if you don't go to school, like, you're, you're not accepted. And I used to be, like, I used to, like, here in D.C., that's one thing that I noticed yeah. is, like, really, like, pretentious. And I just really don't let it get to me because if you, if I read a book and it changed my life, it's called You Don't Need a Title to Be a Leader. Mm-hmm. And it says about 90% of people wouldn't respect their managers if they didn't cut their checks. Damn. So it gets you kind of thinking, like, are people really happy doing what they're doing? Yeah. Are people just doing it to tell people they have this position in life? You know, are people actually happy? I mean, my parents have always been in the corporate, you know, in the corporate America field. And my mom, they, they, they make over six figures. They make great money. But they are miserable. The other day I talked to my mom. And mom, if you're watching this, I'm sorry I'm sharing this story. But I was hearing her talk. It was a sunny day. And she's like, oh, I love this. I'm like, what? She's like, I love going outside, like leaving work, still sun out. I get fresh air. I'm like, mom, were you at work or were you locked up? (laughs) (laughs) Are you just getting out the pen, mom? Yeah. Are you are you are are you in jail or what? And it's like when you start to like like hear her, like I I called her out on it, and she was like, wow, I did sound like I was in jail. I was like, yeah, you just told me you were excited to go outside and get fresh air and get fresh air, and you know you you were happy. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you know, being stressed out. So, but, but at the same time, you know, everybody's, everybody's different sure. and not everybody can be an entrepreneur. Not everybody can be, you know, yeah. do videography. But also think about, I'm not, we're not saying like, yo, you don't go, don't go to school and then go try to be a doctor. Oh yeah. 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 All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely some careers that you have to go to. Like, I mean, if you're a doctor, an architect or an engineer, yeah. a lawyer, there's certain things that you have to learn. But if you're going to school to learn something like Spanish yeah, and you graduate with $60,000 in debt. There's something wrong yeah, there, a and you're doing a job that's that doesn't require a college degree. Then there's something wrong, yeah. you know. And this is part of the system. Um, the creative and, and the entrepreneur space is kind of, I think, like the major places. Yeah, where you don't need. And I, I don't think I mean business is not learned in a classroom. Business no. is learned in the real world. Yeah, and business is learned 100%. on the go. Business is learned from making mistakes. Business is learned from talking to other entrepreneurs. Business is learned by actually doing it instead of sitting there in a textbook and learning, all right, this, 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 and that. Because like what you said, your, your friend who, you know, the textbooks are seven years old. Yeah. 
it's just like in business, you know, things are going to change, things are going to evolve. And if you're implementing what you learned in the textbook 12 years ago, well, then you're outdated and you're going to be beat by your competition. So, and I think we live now in a day where like kids, all right, so the millennials, they are now starting to become like more entrepreneurs. They're starting to, you know, do more what they love and kind of like folks stay away from like the whole money aspect and chasing money. And now more chasing like what they're passionate about, what they love. Um, because our parents, I think, from our generation where it's about school, oh, yeah. it's about getting the degree and all that stuff. Now it's like, you know, what makes you happy? And I think we're just heading towards like a whole new new direction. I agree. I think I think it, it it's more now common to be okay. Oh, you didn't go to school? All right. Yeah. I've never even been asked ever, ever any job and I've been crazy oh, really? for multiple you know, I've been like I've been like on a corporate side of things and I've never they've never asked for they've obviously asked for a resume but they've never been like so where'd you go to school it's always been like let me see your demo reel let me see your work because that's all they care about they want to make sure I can do the job that they're trying to hire yeah. me to do yeah. you know but it's just different I guess with and I mean stuff. I'm sure like what, what you learn in video in, in, in film school 10 years ago the technology is probably oh, different oh. editing editing is probably different the way you film all that stuff is, I'm, I'm sure has changed cameras come out, new cameras come out every couple months you know what I mean? Just like, like cell phones. Yeah, I mean, the cameras we're shooting on right now can shoot 4K, 600 bucks a piece. Two, three, four years ago, you're spending four or 5,000 a piece to yeah. get some 4K footage. So, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just, it's changing. It's always changing. Yeah. I mean, and that's life. And if you, if you, if you don't adapt to change, well, then you're going to be stuck. 100%. And you have to, you have to adapt to it because at the end of the day, you know, life is always evolving. Things are always changing. And if you stay stuck doing the same thing, well, then, you, you know. The competition is going to beat you. Dog, fire me up, bro. I mean, I'm for real, man. Like, I mean, you have to think about it. I mean, I, I already talked about Blockbuster. I mean, let's think about things that have gone out of business that we that we've, uh, that we've, were used to. Hollywood Video. Toys uh, R Us. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, they were like, we don't. They passed on it. Malls. Didn't they? they said 40 to 60% of malls are going to close by next year. Not five years down the road. By next year. What? Amazon. Because Amazon, yeah. How many of you shop on Amazon? Every day. Exactly. It's easy. Yeah. On your doorstep. You're not yeah. going to the store. Bezos, man. You know? So, yeah. So, in, in all your business ventures, what's like, what's the number? Because I know a lot, of, a lot of entrepreneurs might think like, oh, I got to make a certain amount of money or I got to, you know, you know what I mean? I got to have a certain amount of like things or whatever. Like, I know family is, is one of your main things or is your main thing is, and is your why. But like, is there a number where you're like, because you're a very like, content person like you're not someone that's going to go buy like a Bentley even if you could yeah, you know no, what yeah. I mean? like you've never been like that so like is there a number where you're like yo I'm, I'm good like I'm just good for for the rest of my life yeah so it's funny that you bring that up because my goal was to retire at 35 and that's next year and I told Matilda when we were in Columbia in February I don't see myself like just sitting around like not doing anything yeah. and like retirement doesn't necessarily mean like I'm going to quit working but I think I've already reached that number. And that number is something that allows me to have a roof over my head, food on the table, and allows me to travel. That simple. Period. You know, and that's what I, that, that's what I wanted when I first started. Because I think the problem is that when you start your business and you start to make more and more money, the thing is you're always going to want more and more and more sure. and more and more. And if you're always looking for more and more and more, you're never really going to be happy. So I always kind of think back to when I originally started, what it was that I wanted to make and what it was that I wanted to do and keep myself grounded because I, some, I sometimes catch myself like trying to, 
I always, I don't, don't get me wrong. I do always want to improve my year over year sales sure. and I want to make sure that the business is growing, but it's nothing crazy like $10 million or like a million dollars. Like for me, it's more about my happiness. Yeah. You know, because if we're chasing money, I feel like we're chasing things for like the wrong reason. Um, because we were just talking about like Venezuela. Yeah. Like right now what's going on in Venezuela is that if people that had money, that money's literally it's gone. worthless. It's not worth anything. Yeah. So that's why I kind of try to keep it simple because like they say, more money, more problems. And if you don't believe me, start making more money. You'll start seeing the money that you owe on taxes. You don't get money back. Like, those are facts right there, man. Uh, like hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of taxes. So like you, you, uh, you start to see the problems that come with it. Yeah. But if I had to lay a number out there, it's something that I'm comfortable with that and I don't need a million dollar house. Yeah. Like I don't need anything crazy. Like you said, I don't need like a crazy car. I mean, you saw I pulled up in a little Rav Four. Yeah, yeah. Right now, yeah. It's nothing. It's nothing crazy. Humble. I don't even have a car. Yeah. You know, Matilda has a car. I I, I have the BMW bike Metro Walk. You know, like <laughs> so. Um, and my scooter now. Like yeah. I have a little electric scooter, like a little bird that I take the train to work, and then I, I do that. I, I don't need to be flashy. I mean. If you see the people like Bill Gates and, and um, you know Warren Buffett, yeah, uh, Bezos, they're all simple. Yeah, guys. They, they they drive their their. I think well, who was it that I was seeing the other day? I think it was Warren Buffett. I think he still has a 1999 Accord. Yeah, Buffett still drives like a, yeah. his old ass. And, and and that's the thing though, you know, a car is not a asset; it's a liability. Yeah. If it doesn't make money for you, then you know you're 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 risking it. So I don't need to be flashy. I just need to be comfortable and be able to do what I want to do and the things that I enjoy doing. And aside from that, if I'm able to do that, then I'm good. Like, I love that. And, 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 and make sure that my guys are taken care of and my team. Yeah. Because it's not good. about me. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, without them, there's no me, like I said earlier. And I can't emphasize that enough because oftentimes when people start businesses, they think it's their business. Well, if it's your business, do it on your own. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's like I see my team as a family. We went out to um, Walmart out in Rockville. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. It's... um. A little bowling alley went out there on Friday, had a team outing, had some fun, and um, you're always doing. So. I remember, didn't you take them to like uh, this is like years ago, too? Oh, every year, I know. I'm just saying, like, I remember, like, you know, because I people will start doing stuff for their employees, maybe like when they start getting some money, whatever. But oh. you're like breaking bread with these people with like, oh like man, since day one. I remember going on a that one day with the, the couple, was it Silver Spring that had the Lexus? Like one of your old time clients. Oh yeah, Karen. We still yeah, Karen. We have we still have her. Yeah, yeah. So like they uh, just their crew was just like they were just like you. They were like enthusiastic. They were they were like happy that they were detailing a car. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all about what what how you perceive and how you execute it. Because I mean, if they just come into work, it's like yo, go wash that car. Blah. Well, you're gonna get blah. But if you're uplifting them, be like, hey guys, this is where this is where I want to be. You know, like, hey, I want you to manage cities at one point. You know, we're going to expand. We're going to grow. Like, let's work as a team instead of me being like, oh, this is mine. You know, you follow what I need me to do. No, no, no. I'm always, like, taking input from them, like, feedback. Because they're the ones that are on the field, you know. And they're the ones that are out there, like, doing the work. And um, especially here in D.C. because I'm not here in D.C. any longer. So, for me, it's like I value what they say. I value their input. And that shop, realistically, is for them, you know, because they've been wanting a shop. Yeah. And I'm not here. So for me, it makes no difference. But it's really about them. But you can be like super, uh, you know, trustworthy and all this stuff to your employees and the people that you work with. But like, 
Have you ever had anyone that like did you dirty to where you're like you, you trust them so much to where? That's life, man. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that's a yeah. Oh, that's a hell yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, my first employee, the first employee who I ever hired, I mean, he stole my car and what? he totaled it. Yeah. He stole my, and the car had just paid off. So uh, for me, that was rough, but it's all about the lens that you see life out of. I could have shut my business down that very same day, but because of that, that's why I have my fleet now, a Ford Transit Connects. Wow. Because of that, because of that situation, so that's like the whole optimistic side of me. Like that's the whole positivity. Like when one door closes, another door opens. And if it wasn't, if it if it wouldn't have been because of that, I may I may still be detailing out of that car. I may not have grown, you know. But I I, I looked at it as a positive thing, and I took it, and I I saw my vision, and um, I just went with it. And the the employees that leave i i really feel like i don't I, I always leave the doors open for them because i'm appreciative for what they have done because most of my most of the and i don't even like to call them employees i like to call them family members yeah. because they are family because we spend most of the time with people who we work with more than our own families and uh, today as a matter of fact one of my leads after three years he ended up moving up uh, about 45 minutes outside of dc and that, that's kind of like the whole going away thing that I had on Friday. And like I told him, man, the doors are always open. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for everything you've given. Thank you for being responsible. Um, because at the end of the day, people are going to, you know, venture off and do different things. And we have to be appreciative for what they've done. And that's one thing that I hated whenever I used to leave a company. Like, so mad. Yeah. Oh, and it's fine. like, yeah, exactly. Like whatever. Like, oh, well, you know, leave now or whatnot. And I'm appreciative and I'm grateful for what they've done. And I, and I can't stress that enough. And to show them gratitude, to show them appreciation, that goes a long way with a lot of, with a lot of team members um, because we, li- we, we live in a society now where it's too much about me, 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 mm-hmm. and instead of like us, 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 us. And um, yeah, but I really haven't had like any retaliation from any employees or anything like that because it'd be kind of hard because of the way I treat them, you know? And if they do, like, after that first one, I learned, man. Yeah, <laughs> I learned. I, I I just don't ever let anybody use my personal cars yeah. anymore. <laughs> but shout out to him though for uh, growing your fleet. Yeah, yeah, appreciate <laughs> it. I won't say the name. Yeah. Please, I, dude, I was about to beat him though, <laughs> bro. Cut that part out. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah, man. It was in Gaithersburg. It was like midnight. He took the car, drinking and driving, wrecked it into a pole. He called me. It was on my mom's birthday. I'll never forget that. It was on, my, it was on a Mother's Day. And I went out to Gaithersburg and my car was just totaled. And I had just paid for it. Just paid for it. I still, I mean, anybody who has a Honda knows a Honda will like, they'll go for like two, 300,000 miles. Yep. And uh, like, I'm good for like another 10 years. Yeah, I was <laughs> solid. And then boom, that hit. And I still don't have a car. Damn. But it's all good. You got the BMW though. I had the X5. Had the X5. No, the, the. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, 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 oh yeah, yeah, the uh, <laughs> went, the, the the bike metro walk. But I did have the X five. Oh yeah, point. you did have the X five. Yeah, um, the out. bike the bike metro walk is is that. the best. You uh, never heard that? You never no, heard? I've never that? heard that. Really? No. I learned that from here in DC. I never heard that. The bike metro walk. Yeah, that's what I need to do. I need to bike metro walk. Yeah, but because the thing is, like, the car is like gas, and then here in DC, like, parking tickets, Bro. citations, these red light cameras, what? That, we're gonna do a, we're gonna do we're gonna do a whole yeah. podcast on why driving in DC <laughs> sucks, <laughs> like why it's terrible. Man. Like we were just talking about that at the barbershop right Boots, now. Like 
Dog, they don't play. Yo, am I good out there? Am I getting towed? No, you're straight. You're all good. Right, right. <laughs> Just saying you're straight. <laughs> no, you should be straight. Uh, uh, I remember one year they had the, that bad winter a couple years ago, and they were still – they made over a million dollars in 24 hours and because no one could move their car, but they were still ticketing people. And But it's like, yo, I can't even move this joint. Yeah. Like, what am, like – are you serious? But yeah. they, had, they got like that was a trouble. snowstorm, uh, like Jonas or something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Shout out to that. you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the Jonas brothers. Yeah, <laughs> you're crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Anybody who wants to be an entrepreneur, man, just go out there and do it. Like, quit, quit holding yourself out. Quit surrounding yourself with people who aren't believing in your dream. That's another thing, man. Like your circle. circle. Like you are a product of your environment. I don't need to know who you are. Show me the five people you hang around most, and I will tell you who you are. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things that has led to my success is surrounding myself. I mean, I mean, look at this. Like we're we're we're, we're collaborating. Yeah. You're doing your thing. I'm doing my thing. Uh, we link up. I'm able to promote what what you do. And when you when you hang around with individual like minded individuals who are you know working towards their dreams and working towards their goals, well, it motivates you to do your own thing sure. as far. Um, but when you're hanging out with people who all they think about is living for the weekends or living a party or or do things that aren't helping you become a better, the best version of yourself, well, then you're just wasting time. And time is one of our most valuable assets. But at the same time, it's one of our most limited assets because we only have 24 hours in a day. And if we misspend that, then you know, we're screwed. And we all have the same 24 hours. Yeah, I like to call it the 16-hour law. What's that? It's a 16-hour law is that we usually get about eight hours of sleep, or we're, we're supposed to get eight hours of sleep. And what is it that you do during those 16 hours that you're awake? To improve yourself like how many hours are you investing in yourself you know so if you're investing you know an hour then you're getting one sixteenth of your max potential but if you're investing 16 hours of those 16 hours investing in yourself in your podcast and your film and whatever it is well you're going to get the max return on your investment that's good that's a good rule of thumb i love that yeah because you drop a dime boy. hey 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 i'm gonna charge you for that one all right <laughs> oh, you oh man oh, that's good no, for real though. But you have to think about it like that, because you know it's it's like a tank of gas. It really is, yeah. You know, like when you're full, like nothing's better than driving with that clean car and that full uh, tank of gas. Hey, yeah. but when it's on E, you're yeah. like Ooh, stressed out, scared. Yeah. Like you know, back in back in the day, E was just for enough. You yeah. know, like you know, now it's like that light comes on, you're like paranoid. Yeah. So like, um, I'm good. I got I can smell the fumes. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. Like, that's I mean, awesome. We got like 20 miles left. Yeah, man. Um, and that's life. You you really have to see it like that because nobody's gonna put the work you put in. Nobody's gonna do it like you do it. And at the end of the day, if you if you give yourself excuses as to why you can't be successful or why you can't accomplish something, like and I told you this a million times, my favorite quote, Napoleon Hill: "Whatever the mind can conceive, the mind can achieve." Yep. You tell yourself you can do something, you can. You tell yourself you can't do something, you won't. So whatever, either way, you're going to be right. And I, I see it way too many times with, you know, acquaintances, um, former colleagues of mine who ha have the potential, you know, because there's nothing from that, that makes me or you better than anybody else right. in this world. It's just the fact that we have the drive, we have the dedication, we have the vision, we have the hustle, and we most importantly have the determination of being what we want to be and nobody else stopping us from that. All right, so I got one question. So for me, I know when I started doing my own thing, this is kind of stupid, but it kind of goes back to the gas tank on E thing. What was the time that you were like, all right, it's 
it's happened. Like, like for me growing up, I've, I've always been like working odd jobs, doing this, doing that, been like struggling here, struggling there, never really good with my money. And then like, um, you know, I would always like, I was never, I never would fill up my gas tank ever. Cause I, most times couldn't. You yeah. Know what I'm I mean, I, I, so I'm like, trust me, I've been there. When I, when I like now, it's like for the past years now, I've been like, every time I go fill up, I only fill up. Yeah. So yeah. like, I remember the first time that I did that, I was like, and I wasn't like tripping. I wasn't like looking at my bank account right after I did it. I was like, I felt so good. And it's so small. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a small, stupid little thing. But to me, it was like, fuck man. Like that, like I was so proud of myself. I know it's like little, but like, what was like the one thing that you did and you were like, I can't believe I did that finally. Or like, I feel like, like it's, you know what I mean? Like that, that like uh, you accomplished something per- personal, not like I went out and bought a house or I did this. It, you know what I mean? Like yeah. something that you've maybe always fought for such a long time that you were like, damn, I did that. I finally did that. And it felt good. For me, it was quitting my job. Nice. Which yeah. a lot of people. And, 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 and for those that don't know what job means, you know, it, you know what job means? What, the acronym? Yeah. What? Just over broke. <laughs> you know? It's cute. <laughs> Have you heard it? Okay, what do you heard? Uh, so it, it, was, uh, it was quitting my job at the Park Hyatt on November 1st, 2013. And right before a winter where we got over 60 inches of snow and making it through. That's when I knew like I was going to be okay. And only quitting my job with $300. That's the other thing. No savings. I had no savings. Zero. Zero. No 401k. Nothing like zero, and when I was able to pay for rent for Matilda and I at our apartment, and I was able to get the amount of cars that I wanted to get, that people said was impossible. That's when I knew I made it. That's awesome. And it wasn't like forty cars; it was just five cars a week, enough to be able to pay my rent and pay my food. It wasn't making the millions of dollars or anything like that. It was simply proving to myself that I'd be able to achieve something that a lot of people told me I wouldn't be able to. And that for me meant the world because at the end of the day, like you're going to have a lot of haters and the more successful you become, the more haters that more, the more people begin to hate, you know, it's just like, if you look at LeBron James and all these athletes, people are always constantly talking bad about them or creating some sort of negative they want to put, they want to put something negative towards their name and for me like at first it was difficult but if people are talking about you that means that you're doing something that they either wish they were doing or it's something that they envy like yeah. you know and for me that was really it and recently it was taking my dad to a trip to Colombia wow. uh, telling my mom hey quit your job I'll, I'll, and I'll take care of all your expenses what that that's 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 that, yeah that's as, as of recently but that's at the amazing. beginning but now it's like, hey, mom, quit your job. Yeah. Do you want to spend time with your granddaughter? You know, like those are the things that for me is like, oh, damn, like you can actually do those things yeah. that you dream. And then life. also like being able to take a vacation whenever the hell I want to take a vacation. Yeah. Like, cause that's, that's what I love to do. Like for yeah. me, like that's, that's what I love to do. Travel. Yeah. You do love to travel. Like I ask people, what would you do if currency, if money and currency didn't exist? I bet you people don't even know how to answer oh, that. Oh, they don't. Yeah. They're like, uh, never thought of it. Like, and one thing that I always like, I, and I notice is like, ask somebody who they are, they're more likely going to answer by saying, you know, I'm Corey Packer yeah. or I'm Jonah Gomez. No, 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 no. Who are you? And they're going to be like, oh, well, I work at IT. No, no, no. Who are you? And a lot of people can't identify who they are. For me, it's like, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a family man, and, you know, I'm a philanthropist. Like, I want to give back. 
Yeah. Eventually, like my dream would be like have a building or some sort of street named after me for giving back to the community yeah. so much because that's what for me it, it, that's what it's all about. Like I don't want to be doing this if I can't leave the world a better, better place, place than what I found it. In. Like there's no point. There's no point in me doing this. I'd rather just go get a job if I if I'm making this money and I can't help those around me. Like you know, it's just, it's not worth it. So leaving that imprint is definitely something that means the world to me. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything. That's awesome. So, all right, so, so kind of back to, um, the, your circle, right? So like, I know you've had a bunch of friends and people that, that you talk to that, you know, there's certain conversations you and I can have that you can have with other people that I can have with other people that when I go back home or when you go back home or when you go back to people that maybe aren't just doing, aren't going in the, the maybe the way they want to go or the way that they think they should go or whatever. Do you think like you're when you're you're normally talking to them about something that might come off like damn like he thinks he's better than me whatever but that's just that's just your everyday life yeah you know what I'm saying like you think I mean, that's something that I've gone through I know you've gone through so that's a common thing that when yeah. you start getting successful and you start doing things when you go back home or when you talk to people that aren't doing the same things you're doing you're gonna sound like a pompous asshole sometimes yeah. oh yeah so like how how would you tell someone to kind of like deal with that as an entrepreneur. Well, the thing is, like, if you're doing things with good intention and you're doing things from, like, your heart and you're trying to genuinely help somebody else, um, then don't allow those opinions to, like, bring you down. Because at the end of the day, you're on two different levels. Yeah. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to bring that person, you know, whether it be that old friend of yours from high school or back in the day, and you're trying to bring them to your level. You know, there are going to be a lot of disagreements because that's the reason why they're there and you're here. You know, and so for me, like at first it was a little difficult, but like I said, I don't really hang out with a lot of the people that I used to before because they're still in the same place they were 10 years ago. Yeah. And so that's like something that for me, it took me a, some time to understand because like, I'm always trying to like push this positivity. I'm always trying to push this motivational stuff and people are like, oh man, like, you know, you just talk all this stuff. Like, you know, you're always trying to be motivational, but you have to practice what you preach. Yeah. You can't just you can't just read quotes on Instagram and on Facebook and expect oh I read this like all right things are gonna come good to yeah yeah no no it's it's constant it's a constant work it's 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 something that's always you always need like always need to improve yourself and for those that think that oh I'm better than them no no I, I mean I'll make it clear right now we are all the same you know I treat a janitor the same way I treat a CEO money doesn't make you any better than anybody else. You and I are the same. We're human. At the end of the day, it's not about race. It's not about your job title. We are all human. We are all one race. And I wish like people would understand that concept. Yeah. But too many people are focused on like the wrong things instead of trying to like motivate each other. They're more worried about bringing people down. And for me, it's like if you're con if, if negativity is constantly coming out of your mouth, that's toxic for me. One hundred percent. You know, it's like I tell like one of the analogies I gave in one of my podcasts was like the whole flu. Like when people have the flu, you try to stay away from that person, all right? Because it's contagious, Yeah. right? And it's just like negativity. Negativity is contagious. Whereas if you hang out with people that are positive like you, mm -hmm. you know, myself, we're going to uplift each other and we're going to make each other better. Yep. And the positivity that I tell you, you're not going to take it in a way that somebody who doesn't want to make themselves better do it. And it's hard though, because at the end of the day, those are people that you grew up with. Yeah. But you also have to understand, it's like, hey, like... I'm trying to help you out. You may see it as me being 
or think that I'm being better. No, no, it's not that I'm better than you because we're equal. It's just, I'm just trying to make you see things from a different lens, you know? And if you don't want to take it, that's fine. Like, cause I always try to like push it on people, but you can't no. because everybody, everybody is, everybody's different. And at the end of the day, like you can't force someone to do something that they don't want to do. And what's like the, what's the saying? Like you, you can show a horse to the, uh, to but the water. To, exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a misery loves company. Like all that shit's so true, man. Like, yeah. You can't, you know, that's, and I'm the time, I'm the reverse of that. I'm like, if you teach me how to, what's the fishing one? Uh, teach me how to fish. I, I, I can, you know, you, a day, day or if you teach someone, how to, somebody yeah. how to fish, they can feed for it. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's like my shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> so, um, so where could, where could people find you on social media? Uh, vision hustle grow. Uh, that's like the, the, yeah, on IG and I'll be having a YouTube channel coming out probably in the next week or two. Um, under Vision Hustle Grow, and just so for for to, to know what Vision Hustle Grow is, it's a motivational platform where we're trying to uh, motivate and create a positive movement, and pretty much inspire entrepreneurs and future entrepreneurs who anybody who may have a dream of starting their own business to um, execute on their dreams, block out any negativity, and you know join us. Reach out to me. You know we've yeah. always talked about it. I I, I always have random people hit me up hey i'm thinking about starting this and there's nothing that makes me happier than trying to um help somebody achieve what they want to achieve and achieve their goals um because it's hard i mean you can you can think about when you first started this or when you graduated high school like you have those good friends but at the end of the day we're, we're, we're all growing of course and it's difficult for us to you know like you we can't all do the same thing you know, and some people are going to take different routes yeah. and you can try to bring them back, but you got to be careful because if your foundation is not solid and you're trying to help other people, it's easy for you to get you know, oh, dragged yeah, right back into, sure. yeah. Yeah. into that negative easy, environment. Easy way out. But yeah, Vision Hustle Grow, um, you can find us on there. And uh, yes, What about the detail? Oh, the detailing, SC Auto Detailing, um, SC Auto Detailing ATX. Uh, we're in Austin, D.C., and we have an affiliate location in boston awesome. called all-star mobile detailing and um i'm partnering up with different detailers this year around the country um helping them out so that's awesome yeah man well good luck on good luck on coming through bro that yeah was, i appreciate you yeah. uh inviting me and I, I had a great time and you know best of luck with this venture thanks man yeah man, I know you're gonna you kick gotta, ass yeah come through next time you're in, you're in dc we'll talk about oh yeah we'll shit. talk we'll talk about guns or whatever <laughs> texas <laughs> you're talking about texas yeah. so but yeah man no, i appreciate it I, I'm, and i'm proud of you like, thanks man um you know it's been a couple i mean it's been at like least. five five at least yeah. five six years and you know seeing you start from where you started yeah. um and having this dream and this vision yeah. and now like running your your different companies and Starting this podcast is awesome. I know. Thank you, man. And that fun. that for me is like that's why you got to hang around with people that same. have the same vision and hustle because you know hit me up. Hey, I'm in town. I'm gonna make time. Yeah, same. You know? yeah, exactly. It's yeah. not like hey, let's go party and let's go pop no, bottles. No, no. That's different. Like that's, I, that's let's get this stuff going. Yeah. Let's let's motivate each other. Let's help each other grow. And and I'm proud of you. I'm excited to see where this is gonna go. Yeah, where powerhouse marketing is gonna go and all that. And um, yeah, man. Best of luck. Yeah, thanks, bro. Keep kicking ass, Appreciate dude. You. I'm proud of you, man. Love I'm, I'm for real, man. It, it, it's not easy to start this stuff. No, you know it's, it's everybody talk. People, people talk about it, uh, and a lot of people don't do it. I know. So keep kicking ass. I know it's uh, it's it's a hard thing to put yourself like audios. I think is easier 
that easier? Oh, yeah, because you're not having to worry about. Yeah, it's just less of a production. Well, this was like the whole concept, the idea that I had originally. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's too hard. And this is the like, audio. I want, yeah, I'll, yeah. <laughs> Let's buy the mic. <laughs> Drinking a <the> beer. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for watching another episode of E4 Explicit Podcast. I'm Corey, and I'll see you next time.